Trading Nut, episode 163. So then this guy did a market breakdown and they started talking about order flow data. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, order flow data, what is what what is this guy talking about? Uh, uh, the first thing I did was go to Google. What is order flow data? Boom. And I started leading up on order flow data. Then I went back through that same guy's videos. I went through all of them to understand exactly why is this guy, why is this guy so good, man? Like, like, why is he speaking like, like he is, you know, he's speaking in a way that I've never heard anyone speak about trading before. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today we've got a trader that goes by the name of Rolio Jack on the show from South Africa. Uh, look, he got told that trading's easy and it took him five years to master it so it wasn't that easy and I know a lot of us go through that same journey where you get hooked into it and it takes us years to get there, including myself. And we're going to hear from Rolio today as to how he managed to navigate that journey and what happened at the end. So um, he's there. He's there. He's a full-time professional trader. Uh, so you guys have got a treat in for you coming up. We also shot a video after the show. So you've got to go and check that out. He breaks down his strategy. Then he shows us a great way to pick sentiment in the market and give yourself a direction, which is external to the charts. Uh, I've not seen this before, so this is fantastic. You've got to go and check that out. And also we put him to the test. Get him to uh, predict where a market's going to go and what his trade setup would be and whether or not he gets in. So I haven't seen what he did, but there's a video there that I'm going to piece together and you guys, uh, I'm going to be as surprised as you to see if he got it right or if he got it wrong. All right, so guys, we're going to get into that interview in a second. Um, part of what we do talk about is mindset. And if you are looking to get your mindset on track for trading and for life, then my own personal mindset coach, Andy Murphy, has a program that he's put together for trading that listeners called The Genius Trader. Now, um, there's a free webinar that you can go and listen to. I'll tell you what that is in a second. But look, there's been some fantastic feedback coming through from the guys that are going through this program already. Uh, here's like one of the guys said in the chat this week. So the course is really helping me to flip the switch. I had a hard time getting serious about trading. I was going to see a psychologist. Uh, it was torture trying to force myself to stay present. Now it's game on. Looking forward to more mental progress. So guys, it's really having an effect on these guys that are going through the course uh, and the program and the, the, uh, the room there with Andy. And if you do want to check out what it's all about, go and check out the free webinar. Uh, it's called Discover the Number One Brain Mistake Stopping You from Being a Millionaire Trader. So there's links to that under the video or on tradingnut.com. Other things going on here at Trading Up before we get into this interview, uh, we've got the Robot Builders Club. I'm doing a $100 account challenge. I'm trying to double a $100 account, right? We're one weekend, we're 20% up, uh, but we are 20% in drawdown after the weekend. Uh, spread increase so I don't know if it's going to end up with 20% drawdown by the time that, uh, that the week starts up in like literally 15 minutes for me so uh 
yeah, that's where we're at with uh, that. So if you join the Robot Builders Club before that doubles the account, or it could blow the account, before it blows the account, then you will get a copy of this robot called Trailblazer Bot uh, with your membership, and it's the only way to get access to it now. All right, guys, uh, so yeah, if you're looking to automate any of what you do, uh, semi-automate, fully automate, then yeah, do check out my Robot Builders Club where I teach you how to do that with no coding at all. Uh, and also, if you're looking to get funding, then check out these guys. Let's hear from them. Hey folks, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program you got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With CTI, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50 to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Rolio Jack here in the house all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome to the show, Rolio. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, look, you've got quite the story, and it's a story that I think a lot of uh, guys listening tend to go through or never get to the end of, and you managed to get to the end of it, and it was a grueling one by the sounds of it. So do you want to start <laughs> off by telling us your, your trading story? No problem. So it started back in 2013 when I was uh, working for the company. So what happened was this one day um, I had one of the guys that worked there um, asked me to just give him a lift home because it was on a Friday and there was a bus strike and there was no buses. So he asked if I can give him a lift. So I said, no, it's fine. Yeah, you know, you can get in. And I still remember it was a Toyota Corolla, the 1987 model. So I was driving on my way home, well, to go drop him off first. And I saw he was busy on his cell phone um, and, and I could see the, the green candlestick and the, the red candlestick, but I, I wasn't worried about that. So as we were driving, he just looked at me and said, you know what, I just made $10 now. And I said, wait, what? You just made $10? And I said, but how? He says, no, on the IQ Options app. So that's the first platform that I've saw actually, you know, what trading is about. And he said, well, I just made $10 and I asked him, okay, but but how does it work? And then he said the one thing that makes every person jump into getting trading. He said, it's easy. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, but how does it work? And he says, no, all you have to do is just determine whether the candlestick is going to close below or above your entry within one minute. And if you guess it correctly, then you will win a percentage of what you've invested. And I'm, so I asked him, is that all, just one minute? So that means I can make a lot of money out of this. And at that moment, my life started flashing in front of me. I could see myself driving an expensive car, a fancy house. And that was basically all I could think about. But then I dropped him off at home. And the first thing that I do when I got home was go on to Google and what is IQ Options and downloaded the app got my $10,000 of demo, <clears throat> and then I started trading the demo account. So I went through the demo, <clears throat> buying and selling. And at that point, I didn't know what risk management was. I didn't know that you could become emotionally attached to trading as well. To me, it was just that, okay, well, I just need to buy and sell. So I went through the demo, uh, made a lot of money off the demo. I think like all of us do all the time. And what happened then was I felt very confident. I was like, okay, I'm ready to put down my $10 into this account. And I'm going to tell my story to the world of how I flipped $10 into $10,000. And I even took a photo of it just 
like the before and after photo just like before <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> I'll tell, yes i was like this is before guys and i'll let you know probably two or three weeks down the line how much i've made unfortunately that was not the case so it was not as easy as i thought it would be and the one thing i found about trading for myself was that it's just one of the things that you go into that's very difficult to get out of once you are hooked to trading you know you could probably leave it but there's always that thought in the back of your head that tells you this is the only way that you are going to make money this is the easiest way to make money so you always want to go back there and i think for uh, speaking for myself uh, based of where i've come from you know you know based on my circumstances and you know where i stayed and all of that <clears throat> you know i just wanted to get out of there and the job wasn't paying enough money so i was looking for that opportunity now the question at that point was excuse me was i gullible enough to believe that this was going to get me out of the situation no was i desperate yes 100% desperate just to get out of there and i was willing to do whatever it takes so unfortunately for me $10 did not work so i lost $10 then what i noticed was on the left panel was a chat on iq options and in the chat there was the binary options chat as well then i saw people in there sending buy euro usd uh by GBP USD, and then that's the first time I saw a signal, like a signal that someone sends a signal. So what I did was I started following those people because when you are an amateur in anything and someone else that you feel knows more than you do to do something, you're just going to go with it because you believe that they know more than you do or they are probably the experts in it. So what I did was I started following those people, you know, again on the demo account and the, the money was just going ting, 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 and, and, and it was just going good. And then I felt, okay, good. I'm just going to try one more time. And there's always going to be one more time. I deposited again and then <clears throat> boom, gone again. So then I lost it again. And at that point, the one thing that went through my mind was that I'm going to, you know, the probabilities are so, you know, it's 50-50. It can either go up or down. But why is this so difficult to just predict? Like, why <laughs> why is it so difficult to just predict whether the market's going to go up or down within one minute? And I think that's one of the funniest things in trading. You know, it can either go up or it can go down. And, and the worst part is most of the time, most of us are always wrong. And then I realized at that point that, okay, maybe I'm not ready for this part of the trading. Maybe I need to just take a step back to understand what it is that I'm doing. Because to me, it was said in the car, it's very easy. All you have to do is click buy or click sell, whether you think the market's going to go up or down. I wasn't taught about, you know, you have to manage your risk uh, properly. I wasn't taught about um, this is going to mix with your emotions. You're going to get you're going to feel a certain type of way when you lose money. And I think at that point is where I learned that losing hurts more than winning makes you happy because if i make money so if i made money i was happy but if i lost money i think i felt more miserable mm. so if i had to put the two on a scale i think the losing would go up here and the feeling of being happy would probably be around here and because the risk to reward ratio was uneven 
if you lost a trade, you had to go and double the trade in order to recoup what you lost in order to gain a profit on top of that as well. So that is what made it so difficult. So for instance, if you had a $10, you traded $1 and you lost it, you would lose a dollar. But if you won, you would have won 70% of $1, which is 0.70. So if you lost $1 in order to recoup this, uh, the, the, the $1 that you lost, you had to then trade $2 in order to recoup the $1 plus to, plus to add more profits. And if you lost that $2, then you know how the story goes. And that's how I got also taught by these guys in that chat room about Martingale, the Martingale strategy. They call it the Martingale strategy where you lose this, then you go there. And I think, the again, the, the desperate part of me didn't want to get out of this because I felt that I could make this work. Then what happened was, um, then the, you know, then they started sending stuff like swear, guys, this is a swear shot. Guys, go all in with the next trade. This is a definite one. And you sitting there thinking to yourself, okay, well, and I'm sure you know how this goes. Like, you sit there, you don't want to take it, but in the back of your head, it's telling you this can change your life. You could probably double your account now. or All of that emotions run through your head. And because you don't have self-control and you're letting your emotions take over, what do you do? So you go out there and you take the trade again, and then you lose. And that's when things just start falling that just starts, you know, scrambling and casting down. Any case, so then I did what any amateur trader did. So we go on to YouTube. And what do we go? Uh, search on YouTube, how to trade IQ options or strategy for IQ options. And the first strategy that I was introduced to at that point was trading with Bollinger Band. So buy when the market eats the lower Bollinger Band and sell when the market eats the higher Bollinger Band. And because I didn't know what Bollinger Bands was at that time, I thought to myself, okay, here is the holy grail yeah. of trading. I've got it. I've nailed it. I'm not telling anyone about this strategy. This is mine. Then, boom, back to uh, trading, oh, back to the uh, the platform again. In there, took my card. Again, they're $10. Let's go. Bollinger Band, doof, doof, doof. It worked for a couple of days. I would, well, not a couple of days consistently, but it worked enough to make you feel that it actually works to a point where you lose so that you can go back because you think it works and you think you are the problem because you took trades that you're not supposed to. So you just go back and you just trade again. So at the end of the day, that also didn't work out for me. And I have to say, I think I felt very despondent. I felt, you know, the morale was completely flat on the floor because like it's, it's like wanting something to work and you know as a person you're going out there and you're putting everything in it but it just doesn't seem to work and you ask yourself but how is this other people doing it and i am i'm doing everything i'm reading about you know all kinds of stuff on 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 google i was the kind of person which i if i think back now i think it was kind of crazy mm -hmm. that thought that you should have the news being live streamed here next to you while you look at the charts and listen to the news and hopefully you'll get something out of there. I, not, like I was that kind of person. I thought that they're going to tell, say something on the news that's going to make you buy or sell at that time. And I was going out your, like I was going out all over the place just to get the information that I needed to make this work. And unfortunately it was quite difficult because the only resources 
I was you know, like I had access to at that time, as opposed to uh, baby pips and all of that stuff that you get now. So I wasn't aware of that. So all I had was Google, uh, YouTube, and every day I, I would uh, take a strategy and I would use it for a week or two. Okay, this is not working. You go back onto YouTube. How the best trading strategy for like, and the keywords would always be like. It's the kind of stuff that you go on Google for that you want them to tell you, although although it's wrong, but you but you Google it in a way that you want to be right. right. It's almost like when you yes, so you get a, it's almost like when you you know one plus one is not two, but you go on Google and you say one plus one is two because you just need that confirmation yeah. to say that this is the way to do it. And I spend a lot of time on YouTube looking for strategies. I also had the RSI strategy where you, know, you have to wait for the RSI to go above 50, I think. Um, and it was just a lot of stuff. And I was literally going back and forth between YouTube and the IQ options chat. And then what happened one day was there was a guy on the IQ options chat because in the chat, you know, they, they would have the South African flag next to their name and they would have that VIP logo to say that they are from South Africa and they are VIP. So VIP would normally be the people that's in the upper class, but they could also be people that had lost all their money um, that you think is good people. So I met this guy on there. He, I saw the South African logo and I thought to myself, okay, let me reach out to someone that's in VIP because this guy looked like he knew what he was doing. So I got in contact with him. Um, so you couldn't leave your cell phone number on the chat because then the admins would block you. So I searched for him on Facebook. <clears throat> So then I got him on Facebook. So then I asked him, hey, are you the guy from IKOPS? And he's like, yeah. So I asked him, where does he stay? So he also stays here uh, in Cape Town. And then um, I asked him, hey, you know, how did you get to VIP? He says, no, you know, because you have to be good at trading and all of that stuff. So I asked him, are you, like, like, is there any way that you're going to help me? And I think he probably saw that as an opportunity to make money all for me. He's like, okay, here's my opportunity to make back all the money that I lost. Let me use this guy. So so he then introduced me. He said that there was a group that they are part of that they are trading for. It's 500 Rand per month where they trade together and they would tell you, you know, buy this, buy that. But the accuracy was was so high, like it was very high. And again, because I was not gullible, I was desperate. I'm, I'm not going to say I was gullible because gullible is not a word to use if you want to make a lot of money in trading, it's just that if you're, you know, if you come from a certain background, you just want to get out of there because you, you desperately yeah. want to get out of there. And I was saying, I was saying, you know what, it's fine. I'll pay the 500 Rand. It's not in dollars. So it's about what, what, 40, what's that? What's $345 a month. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. So it's actually in the end. So it'd be thirty-four dollars per. Thirty-four. Month. Okay, right. So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're not, not that ridiculous. expensive. Yeah, yeah. okay, right. Gotcha. <laughs> no, they're not that expensive. Yeah. So then I joined that group, um, and then I think it's, it's, it's like everything else in life. You go to McDonald's, you see this nice burger as it is being displayed for you on the menu. And when you buy it and you get the, the, the burger, it doesn't look as the, it doesn't look the same as it is on the photo. So that didn't work for me as well. And that further pulled me because now I'm just forking out money. I'm just, you know, there's this money going out of my pocket every time. Uh, but the ROI is sitting at zero so because I'm not getting anything back for the, you know. So I was going through a difficult stage at one point because why, <clears throat> because why, 
you know, I had the drive. I I had the urge to want to make a success of this, but I felt like, you know, all the people that I ran into was was not giving me the information or the help that I was looking for. And I was also not patient enough to make use of the information that I've <clears throat> that I've gathered uh, through YouTube and make the best of that as well. So I think that is what made it so difficult for me. So what made it quite difficult was, you know, um, you know, just just one no, <laughs> no. I think what made it so difficult for me, it was just your your you know you you have that, and every novice trader, every every beginner trader out there, we have that desire, and that was the problem that I was faced with. And you know, one thing I've learned, if I look back at it now, it was my desire to want to get rich so quickly that made me lose money every time. And that is one of the reasons why I kept on losing, losing, because I went into that, I went into trading with the mindset of, I want to, I want to break free, you know, almost like that. <laughs> so I walked through that with that uh, kind of mindset. So that went on from 2014, 2015. <clears throat> yeah, so about 2015, 2016, uh, somewhere, somewhere around there. Um and then, uh, so I just continue? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so after twenty, cool. so this was all binary options, right? So it wasn't. Yeah. So this yeah, is all, and, and people don't really do that now. Like, I mean, there's. No, I don't know, think a lot of people do that now. Exactly. So, so um, <laughs> this was binary options days. So, we, so what what moved you from away from that? So yeah, I was going to get to that part now. So then what happened was, so on the side panel again, on the IQ option set, I saw that they had a Forex set there as well. So there was a set where people just talked about Forex trading. So then I saw this person were talking about, hey, um, uh, buy at market execution, take profit, stop loss. And I'm looking at this numbers, I'm going, stop loss, take profit. What is this guy talking (laughs) about here? And then he said, no, it's a, it's a trade type. It was swing. i like, swing trading. What the hell is this? So I did the same thing that every other trader would do when we don't know what any other person would do. If we don't know what it is, we go on to Google. What is swing trading? What is a stop loss? What is a take profit? And that's when I got introduced into Forex trading, the MT4 platform. Um, and that's when I started shifting into trading like long term if I was to say that as opposed to one minute and 15 minute because I was so used to just 15 minutes 15 minutes or one minute or you know five minute trading and then eventually I got into you know through that and then it was back to the drawing board again how back onto YouTube how to trade forex best forex trading strategy how to swing trade what is swing trading what is the best way to swing trade then I'll show some stuff about the two 200 moving average uh, you know, the EMAs, uh, and, and then it started becoming all of that stuff, uh, the, the Fibonacci, uh, the Fibonacci trend line, counter trend line, head and shoulders, inverted head and shoulders, uh, Ws, Ms, and all of that stuff. Mm. Well, you know, then I started getting into stuff like that, price action, market structure, and then I gathered all of that information once again, but I always thought that, okay, I need more. This is not going to help me. I need more because why? And then I did the worst thing that anybody could ever do <clears throat> as a beginner trader. I went onto Instagram 
and I started searching for people on Instagram, for traders in South Africa and Instagram. <clears throat> so the problem, once again, was, you know, that, you know, the <clears throat> the body and the mind, we want what the eye sees. So there was people posing there with, you know, profit rolls of 200000 which is about $25,000. I'm speaking dollars now. People posting profits of $25,000. And that in rands is a lot of money like that would have changed my life back then. I was like $300,000. Give that to me. I need that. And, you know, people are posting these fancy cars and people are just, people are just going crazy. And I'm sitting there thinking, I want to be like this. I want to be just like this guy. I want to stand on my car also. I also want to throw money at people and think nothing of it. And then I did the honorable thing. So it's all about what you see and not about what happens, what's actually happening. So then I started joining a couple of people, <clears throat> sorry, just two people uh, in South Africa. And I, and I do not want to mention any people because I don't want people to kind of start, uh, start running after me. <laughs> so I joined uh, two people in South Africa, but I also joined uh, two people outside of South Africa as well because I didn't uh, get the experience that I was looking for from the people that I had signed up with, sorry, like here within the country. So uh, the information that I received that I thought was, was going to be mind-blowing, the way that it was portrayed or marketed to me was most of the stuff that I got for free on YouTube which is basic technical analysis as well. So I didn't get the, the you know, that thing that tells you, yo, this is, yes, it's not, this is, this is the guy I was looking for in my life. Yes. So I wasn't getting that. So most of the stuff that I was getting was a break and retest, uh, break of consolidation, um, break and retest, how to draw a trend line, how to draw a counter trend line. Uh, it's fine. It's good. Technical analysis I love it, but I need more than just technical analysis. Um, and then at that point, I was also introduced to bots or automated systems. And I was like, what? Do you get automated systems as well? So you're telling me I don't have to do anything and I will get something else to trade for me as well. And I've got nothing against automated systems. I do feel that there are some of them that are programmed or uh, coded very well but i feel that there's some people that's also just manipulating the opportunity of automated systems to just make money off the people that are actually doing a good job with it so then i thought okay well if i can cut well if i can uh, just cut my journey short then i don't need to go through any courses anymore i can just buy this thing we will uh, we were then being told how to set it up and i can just let this thing trade for me then and I thought that was going to be it. So <clears throat> then what happened? I went to the bank because I didn't have the the the, the capital that was asked for it. So I went to the bank, uh, made a loan. So, yeah, so I did the honorable thing, uh, took out some credit. <clears throat> so I took out some credit uh, because, because I wanted to buy this thing that was going to change my life. So I took out a loan from the bank uh, to purchase the product, and I also – had some funds available because I wanted to deposit it into my trading account as well. And at that point I was trading with JP markets, which was a well-known broker here in South Africa. <clears throat> Sorry. At that time. Um, and at that point, the NASDAQ was hundred. Sorry. The NASDAQ 100 was booming here, here in South Africa. People were crazy about the NASDAQ while well, they still are, but the NASDAQ was booming. The most 
<laughs> the the most highest risk uh, index to trade that people love to trade mm. as well, and they still do. So the so the bot which I purchased was purely fo- focused on currency pace, but also the Nasdaq 100. And I thought, okay, this is probably the opportunity. So I took out the loan, bought the bot, deposited some of the money into the trading account for the bot to automate the system as well. And then that also didn't work. So, you know, I was like, you, you know what? I'm done. I am done now. It is no clear. I'm done with this trading stuff because why? Nothing is working. Nothing is giving me, like, I'm not getting what I'm looking for. And this is just not going to work for me. I am done. I'm done with trading. I'm just going to stick to my job because this is this is it for me. That was it. I was at my lowest. I was I think my life created a lower low at right. that point. <laughs> and but then you know what? I pulled, I, I did an undertaker and I just got myself back up again. And I told myself, okay, let's go again. But at this point, I, I started, um, you know, like blocking certain things out. First of all, going on Instagram, looking for, for that motivation or looking for people to to help me and all of that stuff and i back sorry and i went back onto youtube and then i was like please jesus uh if you i can just send someone my way so then i was doing again the best way to take forex and then someone came up which was the guy from Transparent FX. So he pulled up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I tried so to get him on and he's, he's not, I think, I can't remember what happened. Didn't, didn't work out for some reason. I don't think he contacted me. Oh. Back. <laughs> okay. Well then, um, sorry, then he pulled up. So then this guy did a market breakdown, which I looked at and they started talking about order flow data. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, order flow data, what is what what is this guy talking about order flow i've never heard about order flow data in my life and i saw this numbers that he had on the order flow data and as as curious of the person that i am uh the first thing i did was go to google what is order flow data boom and i started reading up on order flow data what it does on the chicago mercantile started reading up on all of this stuff then i went back through that same guy's videos. I went through all of them and I read it. And, you know, I just went through it to understand exactly why is this guy, why is this guy so good, man? Like, like, why is he speaking? Like, like he is, you know, he's speaking in a way that I've never heard anyone speak about trading before. And I told myself, you know what? This is it. Here we go. This this is exactly where I want to be. So <clears throat> I did the honorable thing and um, I went back to the bank because why it is quite expensive. So I went back to the bank, uh, took out the final, you know, the finals that I could and I enrolled, been there for just over two years now. And from the time that I started there, I think within, you know, after getting the information and all of that, then I spent three months just doing back testing to understand, to make sure I understand exactly how to implement it and how to trade it. Then on a demo for a month, and then ever since then, I now know what risk management is. I now know what trading psychology is, and I understand why it is so important to not just run after the skill and learning to understand the psychology behind trading first. 
learning to understand how to manage your risk as well. Also understanding that Forex is not something or trading in general is not a get rich quick thing that's going to get you from point A to point Z overnight. You're not going to make a million dollars from a hundred dollars overnight as well. You have to be patient and you have to understand one thing before you invest into anything you have to invest in the knowledge to understand the thing first and the that's the last thing that i did i did everything apart from investing into understanding what it is that i want to do first and that i think my biggest downfall again was i was so focused on just wanting to make money because why that is how it was portrayed to me by the influences that I was exposing myself to, that is what I saw. I saw people in big houses. I saw people in big car, in nice cars. I saw people with lots of money. And I wanted to be like that as well. Little did I know that it's not going to be easy, but I was always looking for the easiest way to do it. And as a result of that, I had to pay the price and the market punished me over and over and over and over again to a point where I had to sit down and reflect and think about what it is that I needed to do first mm. before I actually got into trading. And that's one of the reasons why I started my YouTube channel as well. So, and I, and I speak a lot about these things also, it's because it's just to make it available to new traders that gets into trading to understand that these are the kind of things that I did not know back then when I came into the trading game. So I spoke about the characteristics of a, of, of a good trader, like what characteristics do you need to possess in order to be a trader as well. And because these are all of the things that we overlook when we get into trading because we're so focused on how much money can I make? How much money is this going to get me? And because of that, <laughs> I had to pay the dear price. But you know what? What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And today I sit here, left my job, um, you know, full-time trader, and I am very fortunate to have gone through everything. But if there's one thing that I always kept in the back of my head, and that was, you know what? This can only work if you make it work. And if you put in the work, other than that, it's not going to work. And that's why up until today, as good as I am today, or as good as I would like to think I am today, you know, I still do backtesting. I still go out there and try and source new information and see how I can even better my skill. And I continuously share that information with everyone as well, because sharing is scaring. And the only time you look down on someone else is when you're trying to help them up. And that's what I do. So like a good song Antonio Hawk says, story of my life. That's T it. Tony Hawk, the skateboarder or the? <laughs> yeah. So on the PlayStation 1, there was a song uh... on the, yeah, story of my life. <laughs> and he sang story it, didn't he? Story of my life. <laughs> no, it was on the game. Oh, it was on the game. Ah. Um, that's that's fantastic. That So, I mean, to, to sort of summarize that for, for the guys that um, – listen to this whole story well how would you summarize it in like terms of like your lessons learned versus what like we went wrong and then what's what changed and we went where it went right and what so if you had to summarize that into sort of a, a like in a couple of sentences what were the things that 
they need to do differently to get to the point, to get over that hurdle of like, I just want to make some money. How hard is it? <laughs> okay, well, um, the 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 best thing to do is is to um, like like I said, you know, spend some time, invest in the knowledge first, you know, get a grasp and an understanding exactly of how the market works. The most key two important things that you want to take away from that from the start is uh, uh, the psychology behind trading, as well as the risk management piece as well. And then the last thing is don't focus too much on the money, but focus on acquiring, you know, to, to empower the skill even more and just keep, you know, like just keep building, building yourself. Cause I always believe that if you plant a seed in your garden, it's not going to grow without you watering it. So if you can, you can be taught by the best traders in the world, but if you don't practice that skill over and over and over and over again, then you'll never get good at it because they say knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is power. Knowledge on its own doesn't mean anything if you don't actually go and apply it. So that is what I would say. Don't go, don't run for the money, but run for the skill first and master that skill. And then you can go into the world of making money because I worked it the other way around. And unfortunately, I had to pay the price for that as well. So, so, so when you so when you, you, you studied your order flow, you worked it out, you got to the point where obviously um, things started to change on a, on a trading account point of view. Can you walk us through that part of your story? Yeah, so as I've exposed myself to uh, different confluences that you need to look out for, because I always believed that technical analysis was the only thing that makes up the market. Um, once I got exposed to order flow, I then went further on to being exposed to sentiment data as well as fundamental data and the key aspects that it plays in the market as well and the impact that it has the, on the economy of that particular currency that you might be looking to trade as well. So how that helped me was it, 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 it allowed me to build, you know, like to gather enough information first before actually going into the market and say, okay, I'm ready to buy at this price because of X, Y, and Z. I'm willing to trade a 0.15 lot size on a $500 to $600 account. I'm willing to risk 1% and my take profit is 3% because I've gathered enough information. I'm willing to risk slightly higher on this trade because I feel with all the information that I've required, acquired, the trade is definitely going to go in the way that I want it to go. So I'm not sure that answers the question, but that's more in the lines of how I went about um, implementing the data into the way I trade today. So. Okay, so, so let's, <laughs> let's jump into some stats. I mean, what were the, what are the stats around your trading at the moment? So, um, so lot for lot, but you just refer. So, how to, many trades a, a week? I suppose would you take? So, um, well, on a weekly basis, we uh, we normally take uh, about three to four trades. Sometimes it's quite difficult to say uh, how many trades we take per week because. Um, you know, market environment sometimes differs and also because we've got a set of rules that we follow. Um, so we don't know how many pairs would satisfy that rules within that given week. But once the rules are satisfied, then we trade it. We also do the day trading. So if we have to do the day trading, then we're probably looking at about, um, so if you have to 
uh, include the day trade with the swing trade, then it will probably be about uh, between seven to eight trades for the week. Um, mostly the day trades because the, the the rules that we follow for the day trades quite differently to the swing trading. Um, but the swing trade just has a higher percentage in terms of profit margin compared to the the, the, the swing trading. So the swing trade, we trade a one to three risk to reward. And on the day trade, we trade a one to two risk to reward. Yeah. Okay. And what about the win rate for those? I mean, how out of the seven to eight trades a week, how many are you winning? Uh, so for the mentorship program for this year, we are up uh, 9%. And then for the day trade, because, you know, I've got another group where I share all of the trades that I send, we've had about a hundred and a hundred and twenty uh one twenty five or one twenty seven take profits hit with about twenty five stop losses, which is uh, the average uh risk reward on trades like that sits between uh one to well it's mostly a one to two as well. So I've got the mentorship that is worked out on just percentages. So that's how I calculated in the mentorship program. And then I've got another group where I basically say any trade that I take with those guys as well. So in terms of where we follow the rules, we're up 9% for the year. And I know 9% might sound to some people like, wow, that's not a lot of money. <laughs> or not, that's not a lot. But depending on what your account size is, and because I believe in uh, working on percentages, um, that allows me to uh, uh, keep track of, of how well we're tracking in terms of the, the profit growth over the year, as opposed to how much money we've made. The important thing is, is just to be consistent, be profitable. And that's what we strive for. And just so for context, people listening to this in the future, we are uh, 7th of February at the moment as we're recording in the weekend. So it's about a month into the year. So if, yeah, if you want to, <laughs> yeah, the time yeah, also. Um, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. So uh, and, and what instruments are you looking over? So um, I basically, so on my watch list, I've got, basically I've got everything on there. Um, so the only indices that I trade, or sorry, the indexes I trade would be uh, the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones, and the S&P 500, uh, because I focus so much on uh, the US fundamental data. And then I trade uh, most currency pairs as well, but I've got everything. I've got the exotic pairs on my watch list as well. So what I basically do uh, every day is I go through the list, each one of them, and see which one of these pairs uh, does satisfy the rules that it is that I'm looking for. So if that particular pair satisfies the rules, then we are unfortunately going to have to trade you for that given day. So um, I don't have a particular pair or like a, uh, like one pair that I trade or this pair or that pair. I've, I've got basically everything on my watch list. So the only precious metals that I do trade is gold because there's a negative correlation between the US dollar and gold. So when I do the homework on gold on the US dollar, I know exactly what I need to do with gold. And then again, the Dow Jones with the US dollar, the NASDAQ with the US dollar and the S&P 500 with the US dollar as well. Cool, <sighs> cool, cool. And, and so what is your, I mean, typical dra- trading day look like now and what did it look like when you're working a full-time job so when i was <laughs> so i think it's so when i was working i used to wake up at five o'clock uh, because i work out in the morning as well so you know i work out in the morning so when i was working i had to wake up at five o'clock because i had to work out first that's the only thing that's keeping me sane 
you know, just to make sure that I am focused for the day. So then I wake up, uh, sorry, I wake up at five o'clock. Then what I do is I would jump onto TradingView. So what, what I did was I used to, I used the price alerts based on the strategy that I trade. And I wanted TradingView to alert me when the market hits a certain price, as opposed to running to the toilet 500 times to go check TradingView and see what's going on when I was at work. That was just much easier for me to just wait for the market to go, okay, the, the alert, you know, like, the NASDAQ had just went to 1400, sorry, 14,500. Then I know, right, I have to poof, go to the toilet. The people used to make fun of me and call it, uh, call it toilet view instead of trading oh, view. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then I knew, okay, I have to run. So, um, sorry, what, so, what was your, what was the job that you were doing? So I was a team leader, uh, for a, outbound call center. So we sold short term insurance. Yeah. So I was managing a team of, I don't know, 12 or 15 people at that time. So, so you had to be there as well. So you had to be there because the people always had a question that they had to ask you. Um, but training is important also. So I had to make sure that I have to, I had to find the balance between the two. So that's what I did. I would set my price alerts, looking at uh, certain pairs where the rules were set as fine. I'll probably spend about half an hour going through all of them, check, okay, because I do weekly market breakdowns on a Sunday where there's potential trading opportunities for the week, then every day I would just go through them and check which one is ready to be trade or which one is ready for us to take a trade on. I would set the price alert, wait for trading view to alert to say, hey, the price is just broken stocks or it just reached a certain price. Then I know, boom, I have to run. Then I look at the kind of price action that's happening around there, quick five minutes. And if I'm confident in what I say, then... I would then take the trade, just alert the students to also just check the chart to make sure that everything aligns with what I'm seeing as well. And then once we once once I get the go ahead, then well, I don't need the go ahead, but then I will take the trade and then they will just follow to take the trade as well. Um, because take profit and stop losses, we know exactly where they go. And that was then. So I could prep everything in the morning. So now I sleep late just because of I don't have to do anything. So now I sleep like I sleep late. So I'm not the kind of person that is there when the London session starts. I'm not the kind of person that is at my desk at 9 9 a.m. Or I'm not the kind of person that's at my desk when the New York session starts to get the breakout. In. Like I'm not that kind of person. So I wake up later now. I probably sleep at, uh, you know, sleep to at about 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning. Wake up, um, work out cold shower, come sit down, then look at the charts and see if nothing, if, if there's nothing there, then I'm just going to go back and play GTA online. And then I've got my phone with me all the time. So I'll just check the charts, you know, in between as I play. If I see an interesting opportunity, then I will, you know, put the, the headset down, run into the room, come sit at my desk, and then I'll sit here and I will see. And because I've got so many students, uh, well, I don't know if it's a lot, but because I've got all of that students, so they're always looking at the chart. So they will always send messages to say, hey, uh, do you think that we should enter this trade now? You know, we think the rules are satisfied for this currency or for this trade or that trade. That just makes it easier for me to not be able to look at the charts all day because I've got them looking at it as well. Um, and that was the main idea for why I 
started the program as well so that I don't have to sit in front of my PC all day. But I've actually got people out there looking at the charts and just telling me, hey, I think there's an opportunity on yeah. USD CAT. What do you think about it? So now that's kind of what my day looks like. Um, so work out, look at the charts, play games, then I work out again, then I run, come home. Then um, I do some uh, videos for my Instagram, for my YouTube, uh, do the breakdowns for the students in the morning, answer all the questions in a video like in a video uh, call as well. So that's what I do every morning, do the Q&As, do the market breakdowns, work out. It's routine. Yeah. It's just... and, and how do you do the uh, order flow? So the order flow, I, I, I can't say I use it in TradingView. Or I, I mean, I know order flow, but I don't, I've don't. No, i never investigated it. I mean, how do you do that? How do you use that? So I will go through the order flow data. Well, um once we so there, there's a group on telegram of a guy that compiles the data and he says the data um, with us but the data is also freely available on uh, tradingster as well as the chicago mercantile website but he just compiles it in a much more easier format to read if i have to put it to you like that and we are going to have a look at the order flow data also once we get onto the charts then i can just uh, because we have to go through there in order for you to to, to see why the trade make makes sense at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Okay. And what what about like if you had to sort of say, hey, here are three things to go and study other than order flow. Um, what three things would you go and send someone off to go and investigate? Uh, price action number. Like price action is always going to be at the top of my list. And, um, and define the, the specifics of price action that they'd need to look at. So it would be to look, uh, so support levels, resistance uh, levels, and the best time frame to find them on is on the higher time frames for me personally, because uh, I look at higher time frame first. So look for high points in the market, look for low points in the market, um, and see how the market previously reacted to those levels. And I will slightly give you an indication of how the market's going to react to that level the next time it gets there. If it does not react the same way, then you have to adapt to the ever-changing market environment. So if the market changes, so if the market gets to a previous level of resistance and resistance doesn't hold, it's not your job to say, is it now because I want to enter now so the resistance doesn't want to hold? No, maybe there's something that had happened at that given day that didn't allow resistance to hold. You know, good news might have came out or whatever the case is. So look at high points in the market, look at low points in the market, look at key points because why the best places you want to buy is very close to structure in the market. It's going to allow you to minimize your stop losses as well because the closer you buy to previous, the closer you sell or buy to previous structure in the market, the better, the, the, the tighter your stop loss can be because your stop loss needs to be protected by a certain structure in the market because we know when the resistance gets broken, it becomes support. When support gets broken, it becomes resistance. So if you are buying at resistance, you want to make sure that your stop loss is below the close, well, not that close where if the liquidity spike comes in, it just takes you out. Not that low, but it's very important to trade very close to structures. So the first thing I would say for all the people out there is go and learn price action. It's very easy to read once you get the concept, quite quite easy to understand uh, when you get the, the concept of price action. But at the end of the day, price, it is the money that moves the market. Price moves the market, nothing else. Maybe something does. But if you look on the right side of trading view, that is the price of whatever.
currency it is that you're looking at. So that's the first thing. Um, so you're referring to this at a chart, like uh, not at a chart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Just chart, chart. So, so, so the first thing would be price action. Um, the second thing would be uh, looking at markets that are trending quite well. Um, so trending markets, so markets that are just, you know, whether the market is just going up whether it's just going down, that will also give you an indication of which way, you know, market direction. It will give you an indication of more or less which way the market might continue further into the future. Again, but you have to use price action as a second confluence to make a trading decision at the end of the day. And um, what that looks like is very easy, guys, okay? All you have to do is just go on a high time frame, like a monthly, a weekly, or even a daily, zoom out your chart, and just look at your chart. You'll see exactly which way your chart wants to go. Like you'll see, you know, if it's going up, if it's going down. Stay away from uh, markets that are moving sideways, um, unless you get a break out of that consolidation area as well. Um, so that was the first one. That was the second one. And the third one would be to master, not master, but. Ma yeah, but master the Fibonacci tool because that is one of the most useless, sorry, not useless, sorry, the, use, <laughs> the most useful tools that I've come across because it allows you to measure uh, retracements in the market and it also allows you to um, get your take profits because we know that the 0.382, the minus 50%, uh, the 61.8, as well as the 78.6 are all used for retracements and the minus 27 and the minus uh, 61.8 is all used for take profits, which are the Fibonacci uh, extensions are used for take profits and the Fibonacci retracements are used to measure pullbacks in the market. But you need to make sure that the Fibonacci level that you're looking at lines up with any kind of structure that you see on your left. So that's it. If you can master the Fibonacci tool, because it's because if you take out a Fibonacci and you want to measure a retracement and you understand price action with market structure, all you have to do is you just look for the Fibonacci level that lines up the best with the previous structure. And that is the Fibonacci level that the market is more likely to retrace to as it pulls back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Here we go. Awesome. <laughs> now, and, and what time frame are you entering on? On the, so, um, sorry about that. So, sorry, I just get excited when I talk about these trading stuff. So, um, so my analysis goes from the monthly weekly and the daily so i look at that because why the, the monthly weekly and daily those are the best time frames for the direction of the market and the best entries for swing trading would be on the four hour and the best entries for day trading for me in particular would be on the one sorry the analysis would be on the one hour applying the same concept as the swing and entries on the 50 minute side there we go. Awesome. So if you're a day trader, one hour and 15 minutes. And then if you're a swing trader, monthly, weekly, and daily, and then enter on the four hour. Awesome. Now, um, yeah. what about from a trading mindset point of view? Have you got any sort of hacks that you've come up with that you find work really well? Yeah. Uh, rule number one, uh, control your emotions and don't let your emotions control you. That's, that's, that's the one thing. <laughs> that's the one thing that you kind of don't want to let happen to you. So always control your emotions all the time. And how and, do you, and how and what's the hack for doing that? Because that's easy and easy said than done. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm going oh, to get now. to that now. Okay, right, cool. Yes. So 
I, I believe that there's a direct correlation between uh, trading psychology and risk management. The best way to manage your emotions is to manage your account according to, uh, sorry, is to manage your risk according to your account size. So what do I mean by that? If you have $100 in your account and you and your risk is supposed to, or, or you're supposed to trade a 0.02, for instance, then the best thing to do is, is to stick to a 0.02, trading a, let's say, a one to three risk to reward. When your stop loss hits, all you have to do is find another opportunity using the same risk appetite, a one to three with a 0.02, unless the calculated risk should be reduced. If not, then you apply it again. Because you know what that does is that if you are running into a drawdown and you check your phone, for instance, if your risk is managed correctly according to your account size, up here and in here where the where the trading feelings come from, you're not going to feel it that much. You're not going to go into a, an anxiety because we all get that feeling when, we are, when our accounts are running into a drawdown. You're not going to feel it that much if you are running into a drawdown of, let's say, $5 when you've got $90 in your account as opposed to over-risking your account. Now you're running a $25 drawdown and you go, then you start feeling a certain type of way. Now, if you manage your risk accordingly, then um, then you don't have to, you know, go through that emotional stage that a lot of us go through when we over risk. So the best way to, uh, sorry, to manage uh, or to uh, not let your emotions control you, for me, is to just make sure that you manage your risk because the minute you don't manage your risk, that's when you start feeling a certain type of way when you overrisk your account. Mm. You're going to a drawdown, and then next thing you know, you're listening to love songs and you're looking for help from somewhere that's coming out of somewhere, somehow, or something like that. So <laughs> that's that's how I see it. There's a direct correlation between uh, risk management and trading psychology as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's very, very good advice. Now, um, let's jump into the quick fire round here before we wrap things up. So, uh, oh, yeah. is it just? Oh, is it just one? Because oh, I got uh, like the traders' mindset. Is oh, it just sorry, the one no, no, no. If you got more, sorry, fire <laughs> them through. I thought that was it. <laughs> oh no, no, no. So I just wanted to point out two things. Well, it's the you know the strict risk management piece, also. And the way to do that is to calculate your risk before you take a trade. Make sure that you're using the correct lot size. And the way to do that is there's a lot of websites that allows you to put in your balance, your leverage, and all of that. And it will tell you exactly what lot size you should be trading for that account. So the second trading uh, mindset would be, um, you know, that you have to be the is to you know to, to just stick to your rules if you've got it uh, so you have to be disciplined so if you've got a set of rules that you follow just make sure that you uh, stick to those rules if the market doesn't uh, provide you with an opportunity on that given day you don't have to take the trade um, you can always go in the next day or go in the next day but don't force any trades at all and the last bit of hang advice on, hang on before you get on to the last one how do they do yeah. it because that's once again it's the easiest said than done thing how do they stick to their rules? So 
what I always believe is, is that if you set up a plan, which is a trading plan, so um, you write down what your rules are, this is the rules that I need to follow, I need to wait for the market to do X, Y, and Z. All you basically do is, is that when you do get on a chart, make sure that you have a box, for instance, or a checklist that you've got over here. And as you go through the, <clears throat> sorry, as you go through the, the charts, make sure that you tick the boxes first to say, okay, you know, this, this had happened, that had happened, okay, that had happened. And if there is anything that had not happened that you, that was supposed to have happened to satisfy your rules, then at that point, move on to another chart, look for another currency pair that you can trade at. If you find nothing, just throw your laptop down, go take a nice walk, come back after two or three hours, and then just go and look again. That That's it. That's that's it. So it's just that, yeah. And your third one, your third trick? Is the risk management piece. Please, guys, risk management is very important. So uh, there's a lot of websites out there that allows you to do the to calculate your risk before you trade it so the most important thing that you want to do is make sure that you calculate your risk before you take any trade because we trade because you want to risk enough so that you can trade another day that's how you want to trade you always want to risk enough so that you can come back and say guess who's back back <laughs> again <laughs> like oh yeah again yeah so so that, those are the three important things uh, from where i'm sitting okay. Right, well, let's yeah. jump into the quickfire round. So um, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? About eight years. What's your favorite entry setup? Uh, I would say uh, uh, break break and retest. Well, a break and retest, yeah. I would say break, break and retest. What strategies do you use to exit trades? Uh, so we uh, trail stop losses according to market structure so um so that's what i would use to exit trades so uh it's all dependent on market structure so that's all i look at i look at market structure uh, to tell the stop loss and to decide whether i want to keep the trade or exit it do you have a recommended trading book or resource yes uh that will be the mental game of trading uh, i think everybody needs to just have a look at that book it's called the mental game of trading that is the is that book Jared that Timber? I, yeah, I think so. I think he's he was on the show. He that, that's why it sounds familiar. Uh, okay, it's quite small over here. I'm actually trying to open it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, yes, it's called the mental game of trading. I'm not sure if it's. Uh, the same but but that's the book that i keep listening to and that's the one book that i would refer everybody to go and listen to to get them out of there and what's your preferred broker and trading platform so uh i don't have a preferred broker so i only trade with uh the uh with my forex fund so i'm trading a funded account so cool and if people want to like go to any brokers i think they need to understand what it is that they look for in a broker first and then just go and do the research through that. 
Hey folks, you ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100k. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Yeah. Uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Um, well, I think the worst trade that I've ever taken must have been on Euro J- no, not Euro JPY, CTF JPY. Um, I think about three years ago. So what had happened was there was some fundamental data that that trade was taken on directly about the Omicron. No, not the Omicron. The Corona ca- cases, the coronavirus cases. I, I think it was lo- not not sure if it was last year, the year before, but that was after the uh, the Corona outbreak. But then was said that the cases in Japan had increased. So what I did was because the Swiss franc is a safe haven as well as the Japanese yen, I bought the CHF against the JPY while the market was in a consolidation phase. And I thought that buying it at that given price was going to be a good thing. And then the market started dipping and then I bought again and the market started dipping and then I bought again and then the market started going. But it was still within the consolidation phase, so I was fine. And then the market actually just broke out of the consolidation phase to the downside. And we all know what happened. It was a break, a retest, and then boom. So I woke up that next morning because I think all of that happened throughout the Asian session while I was asleep. <clears throat> and then my account was uh, taken back to step one. So that was probably the worst trade as I as far as I can. And, and was, was that trading without a stop loss or did it just too many positions? No, like like at that trade was no stop loss because it was just purely based off the fundamental data. Oh, yeah. So I had a, a a separate trading account uh, that I used to trade um, fundamental news in that way before I got well before I've exposed myself to the way that I look at fundamental data at this moment. And we all traded it that way back then. The fundamental data mm-hmm. before the data gets released. You just buy because you think it's going to go up and you just sell if you think it's going to go down, yeah. Um, Now, uh, last question. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, the best advice that I can give all of the beautiful people out there um, is, like I said before, is that uh, before you want to go invest into anything out there, take out the time to invest in acquiring the knowledge first and most of the information is available freely on YouTube, on the internet. And don't be influenced by some influences, but rather just go and gather as much information as you can. Because you must tell yourself, I can, I will, I must. That's what you must tell yourself. I can, awesome. I will, I must. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, look, uh, before yeah. we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Uh, well, I've got a YouTube channel over there where I provide daily educational content. So you can just search for Rolio Jack. And I've got a lot of videos that I've made there. And I'm also on Instagram, Rolio Jack as well. And you, you'll see there the same photos as well. So that's the only two places I have. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Rolio for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, will be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Rolio. That's R O. L-I-O in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success.
All right, folks, so you, there you have it. Interview with Rolio done and dusted. Hopefully you took a lot out of that journey. And it doesn't end there. We've got that video that we shot. Remember, he's going to teach you a way to see market sentiment uh, that I haven't seen before. And it's really unique uh, and very useful, I've got to say. Uh, we also put him to the test as well, and you get to learn a strategy. Video links probably in the description here on podcast. YouTube description, uh, or no, sorry, it won't be description on YouTube, it'll just be on the YouTube channel. So go and check it out over there, Trading Mini Courses playlist on the YouTube channel. And look, we also, as you heard, talked about mindset stuff in the interview. Now, if you're looking to get your mindset on point, go and check out that webinar on the Genius Trader. So it is discovered number one brain mistake stopping you from being a millionaire trader with my own personal mentor uh, for mindset, Andy Murphy. So go and check that out. And also, whilst you're over there on trading up, do remember the $100 account challenge. See how the performance is going. Market's going to now open in 10 minutes, so I'm going to see if that 20% drawdown still exists or if it's disappeared and we're in some sort of profit. Now, uh, it's the Trailblazer bot. You get access to that bot, the source code of it, if uh, you join before the account doubles or blows. All right, guys. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.